A five, six, seven, eight, Lillian Bustle. Oh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. That's the bad dress rehearsal, good performance. That's oh, what it is. Oh, we love that, don't yeah. we, Lillian Bustle? We do, Jen Ponton. <laughs> oh, hooray. Thespians, today we have with us here on Dreading the Boards one of my closest, most wonderful friends, Kay Cook. I just made little puppy noises. I miss you, Jen Ponton. I miss K-Cook so much. So if Lillian is my podcast and first day job wife, Kay is my second day job and puppetry work wife. Uh, Kay has been, especially in the last few years, Thriving like no one else in musical theater, has been doing a gender bent production of 1776 like yeah, 1400 <gasps> times. Yeah, baby. Uh, oh my god, that's amazing! Who do you play? Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. This was my. Those of us who have been doing this since November of 2017, we just because uh, we just closed. Um, we did this down in Maplewood with um, a theater organization down there, and uh, those of us who've been doing this since November of 2017 realized this was 1776 6.0. Uh, <laughs> pretty much every time a group, and every time we've done it, just PSA before this turns into a whole sidebar about 1776. We've always <laughs> done it with a women's charity in mind. Um, like the first time we ever staged it, we did it for Planned Parenthood. The next time out, we did it for. Um, actually, when we didn't hack and sack, it was for a super local organization called Strengthen Our Sisters. Every time, you know, we've sold like crazy and we've been able to like really turn some good money. Oh my gosh, for, that's amazing. So it's been great also. And to be clear, uh, MTI, if you're listening, we haven't changed a word of the script. <laughs> it is literally just all women playing these roles. I am still Mr. Thomas Jefferson, but you know, and we do talkbacks with the audience. Their and- contouring is insane. <laughs> That's okay. I I, I'm also insane. low-key auditioning to play Javert in Les Mis. Um, but anyway, if you've seen that yes. crazy 80s makeup that everybody wore. Um, oh, my God. No, but it's like every time we do a talk back with our audiences with this show, it's been th- the biggest thing they said to me is, I, I got over it so quick and I just got so invested in the story. And yeah. I said, but it's funny how it just sits there and you're going, I'm hearing these words about the founding of this country being spoken by the gender who weren't even able to vote at the time. Didn't have any say in what was going on. So, like, it's always had a real, real strong response. We have people who've been to all six runs of it, and it's like, ah, we love you. I love that. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, So, Mr. Jefferson. (laughs) Kay has been a founding mother for that major production. Also then went on to play the baker in Into the Woods. Has done everything. Oh, my God. My heart. Sondheim ever has done a production of Assassins. Uh, is currently starring as Maria in the production of The Sound of Music. <laughs> to make a left-hand turn. It's like, man, man, wait. Julie Andrews? <laughs> Most feminine role ever. You know. No, um, yeah. <laughs> occasionally Kay. I'm a woman. Just occasionally. That's on the resume. <laughs> Kay and her husband, Packy, and I also co-founded Packy Productions, which is a puppetry house. Snap, snap. Where we... Uh, we run, operate, and voice a whole family of majestic puppets who are very much like a hybrid of TGIF and the Muppets. Uh, it is our heart song. Kay is a classic rock maniac and could <laughs> out-trivia anybody on on anything, especially mm-hmm. sticks or <laughs> any Thanks number of the iterations. Come on, ma'am. The Beatles, Queen. Get, get. <laughs> With love to sticks, because I do love them, and I'm the first person to smack someone down when they throw shade, but... I I didn't realize sticks was so divisive in this day and age. Well, 70s progressive rock, what can I say? As we get older and the the kids go, who? Like, every single child I'm working with on Sound of Music is like, who are those people? Oh my god, I... I will go gently walk into the sea now. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Kay and I have made uh, five and almost six, but interrupted by by COVID um, uh, seasons of our puppet series, The Weirdos Next Door, which we will also link to in show notes. It's a fucking delight. And uh, Kay is also mother to five feline babies. Yes, I am. It's fine. They're all good. They've gotten so much They're quality amazing. time with me during lockdown. Like, oh, yeah. the fact that I'm starting to go out and do theater again is upsetting for them. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, and by that, I mean true. they don't much care, but it's fine. They were, <laughs> they were so wee when 
<laughs> when we got locked in. The cats are like roommates. Like we still haven't committed to having a dog because that's just a step away from having a child. Like the cats mm. don't care. The dog will be. The dog has needs. The cats are like, okay, you put food on the floor, awesome. And if that gets used up, I'll raid the fridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do I love you? I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll come cuddle you. But also, if you touch me in that place, you will bleed like you have never been <laughs> in your life. <laughs> So Lillian, I know you know this because you and Kay have met before, but I, there is not a single theater story that Kay doesn't have fucking crazy oh my God. stories about. So I Yay. almost feel like I want to let you just chase whatever carrots you, you wish. Bring it on, baby. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I also, the moment episodes started dropping of dreading the boards, I was like, yes, this is awesome. It's like hanging out with your best theater friends after rehearsal or, you know, when you're all going to the diner at 2 a.m. and like making horrible food decisions, but no one is judging. <laughs> <laughs> the servers are like, what just happened? I thought I was going to be cut now. But that's because um, <laughs> we're like, we're all like, we deserve this. No, you totally- don't know what we've been through. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I was I was explaining it to uh, my husband, Packy, who I actually met doing theater. Um, I'm tempted to start with a story from how I've met him because it the first couple episodes, you guys were really on a guys and dolls kick. So I felt like I just need to bring that little chestnut back into the room. Do. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but I was explaining the show to him, first of all, and he was like, yeah, no, it's, it's so it's like war stories. And I went, or, or like one of my friends like, so it's just like talking shit for two hours. And I was like, not exactly. I was like, there's something beautiful about the stories no matter how awful no matter how you feel like you've aged just standing on that stage while this happened it's like it's like this thing we earned it's like if you were like a like a fighter plane you'd have these little things on the side like the number of shoot downs like those little marks they used to make on the side like the red baron um it's like i survived that and now you need to know how it went down and enjoy just like i did and swap stories that's that's what this is i'm like this is my happy place to be so yeah Having queued yes. that up. Uh, yeah, I met Packy doing Guys and Dolls way, way back in the mists when I was in college. And um, that was my other time I got to play a romantic lead because they cast me as Sarah Brown. Um, oh. So <laughs> literally, it's been that long, though. It was like, way baby oh, in college. And now I get to play, you know, a girl again. It's fine. I'm, I'm all good. As one of my friends put it, when I was lamenting being cast as guys, she's like, oh, you mean you're castable? Shh. Uh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> Very fair. fair. Yeah. Um, but we met doing Guys and Dolls. I was Sarah. Packy was Harry the Horse. Um, oh. So not the gambler who winds up with Sarah, but he did ultimately in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but one of our good friends, John, who was playing Sky, um, he also didn't usually get cast as romantic leads. So this was really kind of a lovely therapy for both of us. Um, mm. And um, so one of the things that comes along with being the romantic lead is getting to sing that big romantic ballad you're singing each other's song like each have a mm-hmm. verse of it so I forget I think it might have even been opening night we're singing I've never been in love before we're face to face he's wearing this beautiful white fedora I'm like really into it you know and I become aware first of all it's outdoor theater <laughs> and we are in a venue where at 9pm on the nose the bugs come out of the woods oh <laughs> No. Mm-hmm. Oh, outdoor theater upstate, by the way, which yes. is the least reliable place to Just do Sar- Saratoga outside. County, like we're talking up upstate, like north of Albany. Uh, and when so, you get on the train, is oh, wait, no wait. Uh, then they you get, get off, off at Saratoga. Saratoga for the. Oh, we don't have the rights. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's no, fine. So, you should so, have just let me mangle the words. It's all good. <laughs> then, then they won't know. No one will know. Um, so it, it's the end of Act 1, which means we're closing in on Ding and the bugs come out of the woods. So John turns away from me, overcome with emotion. And on his beautiful white fedora, I become aware of this huge ass beetle. <laughs> It's sitting on the back, and its little feelers are doing the do 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 at my face. <laughs> like, don't break, don't break, don't break. And so he turns back to me, and I gently put a hand up, and I like smack it off the back of his hat. <laughs> come off stage, and he's like, "Why did you hit me?" And I was like, "Because Godzilla was on your hat." <laughs> uh, but that was also the show I think where um, I had that. <laughs> 
Nobody, I don't, I think, has mentioned this yet when they've been talking about theater stories. But you know that moment where you feel like you're really in the zone with your lines. You know what you got going on, and then suddenly it all goes, and just it goes away. And when that happens musically, it's especially upsetting because, in my mind anyway, because you're like you've got an angry MD. You've got, especially if it's a duet. And I remember the night with "I've Never Been in Love Before." Distinctly, the second verse's words are coming out of my mouth, and I'm like. Now, do I just sing these words again, or do I try desperately to claw back whatever that first, what were the first verse? So I did it, but I sang the song backwards that night. (laughs) So yeah, I just had to share guys and dolls to start, because I was like, I have things. I immediately turn into Dean Martin when I go up in a song. (laughs) Immediately. And I'm like, it's a bop, bop, skidoo-be-dop, crazy doll. Like... (laughs) <laughs> and and there are some shows where you can fake okay, but let's say you're in the middle of like a Sondheim or something, and you're like, oh nope, those are oh no, <laughs> that was a plot point there exactly. And I've done Into the Woods enough now to know that when those words go away, you've just got to sit there and go, uh, uh, okay, did we cover okay? <laughs> Beans. Is it fair to say you know things now? The cow is wide as milk. Skip it. This is all plot. <laughs> Pretty much, exactly. Who thought a song through exposition was a good idea? <sighs> he was so brilliant and really up to the stakes for all of us. I was going to say, is this like, have, have you guys, is this going to be the first putting any energy on the fact that Mr. Sondheim has left us? Because that was yes. such a shock for me over the holiday weekend. I mean, I yeah. He was just such a genuine fan of the art form, too. Like, you know, I have uh, not just one or two, but literally like a dozen friends who have Steve Sondheim was in the audience. Like, I looked across and he was he was on the opposite side of the aisle. And I went, what do I say? Is there anything I can? uh, I'm sure everybody said that. And then it's like, you know, I turned into a blubbering idiot, but I shook Stephen Sondheim's hand. (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) I saw Mindy Kaling post that when she in the early aughts, or maybe late 90s, did a production of a show called Matt and Ben, where she and her best friend played Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Um, Stephen Sondheim was there, and she sought him out afterwards and was like, oh my God, I love you. It's my dream to star in one of your shows. And he goes, well, you should star in your own shows. You're doing great. (laughs) You're doing the right thing. What does it matter if it's my show? Oh. She was like, oh, okay. And then, of course, went on to do The Office and The Mindy Project and so on and so forth. But, like, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's this, it's, you know, I think sometimes theater gets sort of slapped with this, like, cold, hard industry thing. And it's like, there are people genuinely in there who just, like, the more ships on the water, the more opportunities that there are. And you grow the creature. And those are the people you keep looking for when you do run up against the inevitable, oh, any story insert here that you guys have had people mention. Like, <laughs> oh, be absolutely. It, be it a restrictive acting teacher, be it a co-star mm-hmm. who was particularly unkind. Like, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But like it's the it's the little gems like that that keep us all coming back. Leah Delaria had a really good um story about Sondheim also oh, where she really? was um she was doing a uh some some tribute concert to him and he was in the front row and she was like, "Oh, I heard that you're going to be doing a revival of Into the Woods. What do you think about me as Little Red Riding Hood?" Hey, <laughs> eh, eh. um and and then later he was like, "You know what? You're so funny that we forget that you can sing Mm. and then when you sing you're so good that we forget how funny you are and i was like that's so sweet those are great compliments right such a yeah and then she was like okay mr sondheim he was like call me steve and she's like then i pissed my pants and died i've heard that from more people too because he would inevitably always get people come mr sondheim this mr sondheim that's like just just call me steve it's all right i'm like Yeah, so uh, so we miss you, Mr. Sondheim. May more people pick do. up the torch of what you laid out there for us. I think, and I've, I saw this, I felt it, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, that. Um, what's so crazy is that American musical theater is so young mm. that, like, the fact that this formative, like, deeply formative person who's who definitely made it as deep and resonant as it is today and not just fluff, right? Mm-hmm. This formative person, this 
truly god of musical theater, was somehow still alive, like (laughs) well into the time of virtual reality. Mm. And so us like living with and among history and especially being in the New York (laughs) theater scene and like having it be where this actual legend, this person who created so much of what the art form is, be right there and Mm -hmm. ask you to call him Steve, like... He was part of our community and a legend. So it doesn't mm-hmm. yeah. really, it doesn't feel like a celebrity passed away. I don't feel that distance Feels like your neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I think that's, that's kind of the immediacy, you know, and I've done some on-screen projects as well. But the, the thing about theater that, you know, for me was what kind of intoxicated me and pulled me in was that, you know, you'll hear endless people say about like the energy off the audience or just the people, the interaction, the moment that you can, yeah, you're going to perform this thing if you're lucky, eight shows a week, whatever it is, but you'll never have that exact same performance again. Mm. And, you know, the people who were there making the thing, the people who you will see after the show, like I was driving through the village and friggin' Joel Gray walked in front of my car one day. I'm like, <laughs> 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 I'm like it's right here, kids. It's like, right here. Yeah. Legit. Yeah, yes. Here you go. And those are the things that buoy you through when you're in the middle of, oh, I'm looking at some of my other stories I scribbled down here. And you're like, yes, that's why I'm here. Yes. Bring it <laughs> um, on. So you said that I might know this story. And I might, but I certainly don't remember it by name alone. Oh. Three, the musical. Okay. Yes. All right. So because I was just talking about the things you survive as you're a formative baby artiste. Um, <laughs> so I met Packy doing Guys and Dolls and I was still in college. So... Um, I think, yeah, we met, I still had my junior year and senior year to go. So one of the things that we did on this, first of all, I'll put this out there as Jen calls my college magical Hogwarts University, but uh, (laughs) Russell Sage College in Troy, New York at the time I was there. Hogwarts Girl Scout Camp. Yes, there it is. There it is. Thank you. Um, But all women's college. And um, we can get into the minutia later about why it was exactly like being at Hogwarts. We had names and colors. It was fine. Uh, But... (laughs) When you're a musical theater major at an all-women's college, you know, a lot of questions get asked to you. Um, Now, I had, it wasn't the biggest university in the world. I was really looking for something that was going to let me get my hands in all aspects of production. Um, And since we were a smaller thing, you'd get, you know, people, oh, my friend is working on a new show. We should workshop it. So we did. My senior year, a couple local folk musicians, they were lovely people really personable but they had this idea to do this really female empowering musical about body image oh no and it was called three the musical with the tagline that changing your body will change your mind Uh oh (laughs) (laughs) so our main again and i'm gonna you think i'm changing names to protect the innocent but i honestly like the broad strokes and the silhouettes are all that remain from this i tried to find my script in my garage but i could not you it is here somewhere but um so three the musical is about a a woman with self-esteem issues so she goes to kind of crazy dr frankenfurter's place also played by a woman to get plastic surgery to uh feel better about her body and she wakes up with three breasts I knew it! Oh, God. <laughs> no, I feel like you've never told me this. I swear, it's fine. Well, then, I love seeing your genuine reactions in the moment, Jen, because I do not trot out three for everybody. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that meant things like building a three-cup bra prop, or, um, or as I wrote down in my notes here, female empowerment? question mark Uh, (laughs) i mean fortunately it avoided like weird misogynistic traps but it was definitely just really fumbling towards trying to like make us feel good about our bodies yes in the end it was all a dream she does wake up with three boobs but not really it was all a dream like they bob newhart at the end real hardcore uh (laughs) but but the surely the the highlight of my college career arrived as we were performing the um kind of 11 o'clock number where she's like, I need to look at this. It wound up being this weird mix of like, um, kind of a Rocky Horror Reject song, or like, it was like the Time Warp's Ugly Cousin. Like, all I know is I was standing center stage in Jedi robes, swinging a lightsaber while a cow, a person dressed as a cow, ran by me. 
<laughs> yes, that's exactly where I thought this was going. Just another day at the office. Just another day at the office. Um, yeah, but you know, it, it 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 was one of those things where within a year I would move down to New York, and I was like, I'm just going to start doing original musicals too. Surely that must have been the bottom. Uh, I can only go upwards from three boobs. Uh, oh. And one of the first workshops yet- I did when I landed in New York was uh, it. it I swear this was real. I went looking for it, but I can't find it. They probably scrubbed the internet. Trump the musical. I am not shitting you. (laughs) Oh, my God. uh It was a biography musical about Donald Trump, only as far as like when he was still hosting The Apprentice. And we just thought, oh, he's like that weird, racist, creepy cousin guy. Before life became so awful. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But honestly, my memory of it was we were told there were going to be backers in the audience. It was going to be this big thing. I think we performed for two people and a cockroach. So... (laughs) It got buried real fast, but it did get oh, me. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, oh my God. It, it got me to stop, you know, saying things like, surely we can only go up from here. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's learning your lessons. I like to posit that Kay is the reigning queen of, like, parody names, particularly <laughs> when she joins a production and it turns out to be a <laughs> shit show. I feel like I wish I could go through the Rolodex of all the shows that you like. Uh, I mean, I don't think you have one for 1776, but... That's been like, actually pretty joyful, she said. Like, we've like, had like some the, moments. One of our like cast members fell one. off the stage recently, but we've had... But, you know, it's been... <laughs> <laughs> Did Franklin step on a banana peel? <laughs> no, it was Franklin, though, and Franklin went head first. But anyway, that's another... No. I knew she's it fine. Was anyone. It she was concussed, <laughs> but she's fine. Oh. What? Concussion? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think you may be thinking about... Because I did start doing live theater... <laughs> Again, as things started opening up, like May, June, distanced outdoor theater. I feel like this is going to keep going back to outdoor theater. I did a production of a very famous Andrew Lloyd Webber musical from the 70s involving, um, well, I just say that I was call, alternately called the show either Jesus Christ Taco Tuck or Tetanus Christ Superstar. Uh, <laughs> and Jen got the blow by blow on that one. Um, but there, were, there were some strong production choices made, and I think I'll just come away from all the outdoor theater I did between May and, um, I mean, honestly, we were pushing it into September, that um, just because you feel like, oh, it's easy, it's theater, it's, we're just moving it outdoors, it is not. No. <laughs> you need to make sure your venue has power backstage. You need to make sure that you have, you know, coverage for your band so when it rains, when there is a, I don't know, hurricane that comes a blowing up the coast, you know, that you, you I don't know, have an alternative. Oh. You have an indoor venue for, for rain. Those things. Oh, fuck. Simple things. We Those talked things. to a friend of mine, Brett, who did a who did outdoor theater in Galveston, Texas, which is, I think, along the Gulf, mm-hmm. or like it's on an island or something. And there was a hurricane, basically, and the whole pit... The whole orchestra pit filled up with water. Oh. <laughs> and the whole production got flooded. Outdoor theater can be done. You mm. just need to plan for And not just like have a plan B. You need like a plan G. <laughs> it's a whole other thing. It's just like if, you, if you're doing theater on a cruise ship, mm-hmm. uh, this is something I wouldn't have thought about. You have to have different kinds of bolts and fasteners because of the way the ship is constantly rumbling. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, shit will just come loose and fall down. Oh, yeah. Isn't that oh, crazy? God. They use an entirely different set of like clamps and stuff for the lights. Dang. I mean, that makes total sense. Like, yeah, but it's the same thing for, for theatrical stuff. And like, and yeah. also, like, all of the outdoor stuff that I've ever done where nobody uses microphones. And I'm just like, fuck no. you. Like, unless you're <laughs> in my lap, that's the meanest thing that you can ever do to a performer is have them, like, scream outside. My second production of Into the Woods, one of which I just did outdoors, um, it, it's all fun and games until the town decides that today is the day they need to leaf blow everything right across the street. It no. annihilated any audio from Giants in the Sky right up to Agony. Agony, indeed. It was. It stopped. Although, in fairness, it did stop it. Did I abuse her? And, like, it suddenly went away. And I swear there were audience members who clapped. 
Oh yay! I would have. I absolutely would have. It was Are like you kidding kissing me? babies. The war. Okay, I would have run across the street and told them to fuck off. Is what I would have done. We if I was in the audience, I would have been like, "Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me." Leaf blowers are already futile. Let alone when there's clearly art happening. Right. I cle- I know that you're just doing your job, but do it later. Oh my god. I mean, there were enough of us. Again, some names changed to protect the uh, the, the innocent or the. I just don't want to go back there. I think. <laughs> really just our stage manager by that point of the run because it was the last performance was just like I I can't I have no fucks to give <laughs> and not a person blamed her that day oh I'm sure <laughs> oh fuck um okay what was what was that Christmas show you did oh 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 the title that I'm not sure I can say on this but I mean you can say it here unless you want to withhold it for well no 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 I will just say that we affectionately called it doggy style in fucktown but (laughs) (laughs) and all that's the other thing when you decide to do an all acapella musical you probably want to dedicate more than yeah I know this is an audio format only but Lillian's face is precious right now (laughs) 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 you need to dedicate more than like two weeks to learning the score <gasps> it, 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 you know they were trying to be what was that uh, Broadway musical In Transit I want to say yeah, it yes. was here and gone mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. a, a great idea I love that that's actually one of those shows I'd still like to do but it was like you know and I I I was in a college acapella group love the medium love it have have college acapella on my um, iPod long past when I probably should as a or something <laughs> but <laughs> but it was just yeah, choices were made there too. That I, I actually very much, I, I wound up picking up. This is, this is one of those weird themes too. I pick up some of my dearest friends during some of my most dire theatrical experiences. Oh yes, oh yes. This is a thing. This is an actual it's mm-hmm. trauma bonding. Trauma bonding <laughs> always. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're, and if you're lucky, you then get back together and do it on better material. So <laughs> I don't think I picked up anybody from Trump, but it's probably. Just oh. <laughs> Was the music at least like well? conceived for that show it just didn't come together doggy style or trump because (laughs) doggy style (laughs) no it was actually to be honest i would have loved to do that show with a different production team sure um i also don't understand why they decided to rewrite like half of the songs because from what i have now heard like halfway through they went ah let's redo this song and i was like okay was there a real reason or you just wanted to put your own stamp on it because there are artistic reasons and then there are kind of the version of like just needing to rub your kitty scent glands all over it to prove it's yours now like what a what a very diplomatic way to say that yeah <laughs> so i think i think at its core it had some good stuff but by the end of it all we could call it backstage was talk stuff oh and like it's a gracious. christmas musical for children and i just felt so bad for the kids who were brought there <laughs> oh no mommy why <laughs> some of my favorite theater like i was probably first exposed to theater as a kid you know because they'd bring yeah. in like the local community theater organization where we'd like you know so for me i was like fundamentally i love that idea just not this show <laughs> just not this show uh, <laughs> take them to hands. make them watch rudolph it's <laughs> i'll get more out of it <laughs> what is redefining the floor oh i'm just talking about in terms of like when oh, you're, oh. i think we kind of just touched on that as far as like never say well, oh. it can only go up from here <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes you're, you're karmically inviting something that I don't oh, yeah. think you know you are. Yeah, rock bottom is a movable goalpost, that's for oh, sure. Oh, God. That musical stood for so much. I did, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to say, Uh-oh. okay, so I don't mean to air Kay's home video laundry here Uh-oh. at all. <laughs> Jen has seen my home videos. We're that close. (laughs) Some of them aren't blurred. Okay. There's a video from like third grade where Kay, I mean, Kay is not an astronomically tall human being, but I guess she was the tallest kid in third grade. Okay. Okay. Right? okay. So she, she shot up like a little bean sprout I in did. her class. I was born at five foot six and then world just got sad from there. <laughs> so it was like the, maybe the Christmas recital or something. Oh but, no, it you was- know. It was the annual talent show because even it though I didn't formally do theater until I was a lot older, 
Um, I, I was always in the talent show. I was playing something dumb from my piano lessons or whatever it was. So I had this idea <laughs> to uh, get all of my classmates. And apparently, yeah, my theme was... You, you Oh my god, wait, this is so intrepid. So I don't think I realized that all this time that I've been replaying it and laughing in my mind. Uh. <laughs> I definitely thought it was like what your school did for the recitals. So this is very... This is very industrious of you, that you wrangled people to be your ensemble. I had a lot of friends. I was, they were like, well, because there were a lot of people who were like, they liked the idea of it, but they didn't want to do anything solo. So really, I was trying to put together oh, like a group thing. BS, only child. Brilliant. So Yeah. That's so brilliant. Okay, first of all, that's adorable. So yeah. secondly, this is going to be Kay's second time playing Maria. Oh, God. Well, okay. Yeah, no. That, that getting all my friends together thing, and then my mom made this cardboard backdrop where everyone stuck their head in the notes for Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, the, uh, there was definitely a lot of audience family that was just like, ah. But I was like, and of course, I'm going to sing when you know the no. To sing and like, yeah, and Jen, don't think anytime we're working this in rehearsal, I don't immediately think of you and I see you like, like wheeze laughing. <laughs> Rather like you are now. Lillian is so good. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, I so love it. We it need was... a, we need a clip. No, I... Yes. You have Insert a Insert here. <laughs> yeah. So this, this and when you watch the home video in like 1994, you know the, music, the piano, <laughs> the dinky piano starts, and so all these other little kids are coming out, their heads in the start, holes, to start do re mi, and then so it's like Munchkin, 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 Ostrich Girl. <laughs> Who invited Big Bird? <laughs> and I wasn't singing it subtly either. I knew I was the counter melody, and I was excited. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and so I'm looking and Kay's like, watch this talent show. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like looking for her. And with each child, I'm like, is that Kay? Is that Kay? And then Big Bird comes up. I was wearing I almost... an ill-fitting, I was wearing an ill-fitting Easter dress, as I recall. We'll just, this is turning into a mortified gen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I can't help it. No, it's no, no. so good. Because it is funny that life came back round. So I've never auditioned for Maria Von Trapp. And I was like, when this production came along, <laughs> I, I went on tape for it. I was doing another show oh. at the time. My friend was like, you know Sound of Music, right? I'm, okay. And she's like, and read this side. And like, poor Pat. My husband comes downstairs and reads it with me, and it was like the most ersatz, like thrown together in a hurry audition tape ever, mm -hmm. ever. Oh, and amazing. they called me, and, <laughs> and I went, sure, <laughs> what the heck? It has been the, the last like two months of my life. It's been like afternoons in Austria, and then going to Philadelphia at night because 1776 just closed. So uh, let me just tell you, the commute from Austria to Philadelphia is rough on the car. <laughs> Okay, I have a I have a dream act um, that I want to put together, and the only reason I really haven't is because it's going to involve actually getting somebody to like make me a dirndl with lots of pockets. But <laughs> but you'll appreciate this. So uh, I have an idea for a lonely goat herd, where I'm I'm singing or lip syncing uh, a lonely goat herd. And I just have goats coming out of everywhere, like, <laughs> and just like goats under my skirt, goats down my dress, Except and then they all sing. I'd want and to then engineer course, this to puppeteer along. With of you. course, yeah. then they pull my then they pull my dress away, it's and a like ask for us to be your puppeteers. <laughs> I mean, well, ideally, it's going to be me slash servos, but like. <laughs> She's going to dark crystal that nonsense. Don't you worry. <laughs> Although, Jen, it wouldn't be the weirdest puppet situation we've ever been in together. I'm referring to doing student films in a bar that they... That, that... Oh, my God. Speaking of war stories, and that wasn't even live theater, but, like, Jen was like, so I'm doing this student film. This was, like, when we were just starting to collaborate. She's like, and they need a puppet design. And I went, okay. It's got to look like the lead actor. I went... Cool. And I like I gave some way underballed price to do it, but I was like, this is fun and this is something to do. And then she's like, Would you like to puppeteer on set? I went, Oh my god, all my dreams. Yes, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. We arrived to this Oh no. Where were we, Jen? The upper west 
We were oh, not far from Columbia, so okay. we were on the Upper West Side, like 110th-ish. But it's like 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah. This is a late night bar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it was warm, Kay. Do you remember why I would remember it was warm? Well, when we went inside, is it because of what we found indoors, or is this what it was? Uh-huh. Because we can- <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, everybody. Strap in. Uh, so when you puppeteer, you're on the floor a lot. Surprise, surprise. Um, so they're like, yeah, this Ugh. puppet character comes up to the bar. And um, I forget even what the setup was. But it was like, it's, it meant that I need to be on my knees behind a bar that was sketchily cleaned at like 3 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. And Jen is like, there are flies? Like to the student director. Every- Oh, God. Everywhere. Uh, <laughs> All over. And I'm like, where are they coming from? Mm, and we realize it's the taps. Yep. Yep. Because if you don't clean those things, nope. they get mighty sugary. So mm. I don't even remember. Jen, my, my broad strokes memory from there, because I think I have repressed a little, was a man and a pesticide can. <laughs> and now it's oh, fine. Oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> Oh God! I forgot that part. I forgot the fix. I repressed that one. Yeah, no, no, no. They sprayed my 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 out music for this. Is they sprayed the taps down and went. It's fine now. Oh yeah. Right. Wow. Right. Thank you. And then my best friend's best friend is an important. Which, by the way, I'm stealing you very soon for an all the fucks offshoot called my best friend's best friend, where you and I co-tell Lillian stories. Please, Mm -hmm. because we both remember different pieces of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. They came in with a giant can of like raid and sprayed the taps, and they were like, do 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 do. Yeah, have fun continuing to breathe this. Well, oh that, that that was my thing. I was like, okay, sure, I'll go down low and just we'll get through this. Oh, never have I felt fog. more. Never have I felt more awkward on my knees than the first time I did urine, or second time I did urine town. Um, really short, quick story, but funny because the second time I did urine town. Um, I was at a technical university doing it, and they were really in love with the technical. It's probably the most beautiful show I've ever done. But they aren't. There's no theater major. There's no like these are guys who are all going to be like you know getting the technical Tonys. It'll be aired on PBS the hour before the award show. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But they had this genius idea because in the opening, um, I was playing Pennywise, not the clown, the woman. Uh, (laughs) Penny and uh, uh, Bobby walk out, and like the poor supposed to be just asleep on the stage floor. And they're like, wouldn't it be cool? They, they went through like eight fog machines. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we had like a cold fogger? And we're like, okay, what's that mean? Like, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a fog machine. And like, no, it, it, st- it stays low to the ground. Like the f- and I was like, that's cool. That's a great idea. Uh, like that way they'll see so us. So it's above, not like. They'll see us yeah, above so the fog. It's cool, great. Cool. Except for one thing. Cold foggers create CO2 at knee level like, whoa. <laughs> Uh-oh. They were apparently designed to actually, and again, someone who actually knows the science can call me out on this, but like, it was once upon a time meant to, to distribute pesticide on a low level. Hey, Jen, look, I, we didn't know we were going to go down this hole. Wow. <laughs> so, Wowie, wow, wow. So we're like, okay, cool. It looks great. But Chris, who's playing Bobby next to me, is aware of the science. And he stops and he goes, you're using a, a cold fogger? It's like, do you want to kill the ensemble who's on the floor? Like they turned on the cold fogger and there's no oxygen. Oh my god! So they scrapped that idea, but yeah, I I don't use. Oh my god! You have got to write a murder mystery novel where that's like a thing. (laughs) Things I learned in theater. Oops! Almost killed the ensemble. Sorry. (laughs) Quick show. (laughs) You're like, is everyone okay? And I think there was a little lightheadedness, but they were fine. Wow. But it looked damn good. That's a whole. It worked. Would have worked too if it wasn't for you kids and your meddling K. <laughs> Are they okay? They're fine. It's art. Those numbers what? Three minutes. I was like, yeah, but they have to sing. Uh-huh. Oxygen is needed for singing. <laughs> I hear. <Boo>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can tell us any theater story you want ever, but not for nothing. Boy, have we had so many delightful, strange learning curves yeah. in producing. Yeah, we have. <laughs> and some of them didn't involve being in a diner at like what? 
four o'clock in the morning. Four in the morning at the State Line Diner, still covered in glitter and, <laughs> and hairspray and <laughs> making all the older people mad because you just want fries and water. Oh, it's been funny in producing. It's been funny in producing weirdos because I feel like a lot of that we're gonna figure this out and make it work comes kind of from a theater world. Just being like, it's got to work and it's got to work by six. You know. <laughs> thousand percent is this the right a kind of tape percent. will it hold for 20 minutes well yes then it's the right kind of tape. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it we are so industrious k so much more than me but i'll i'll we'll take it collectively uh, but like the amount of things that we do that are that are definitely not like legit but they get it done in the time that the camera is rolling <laughs> Does the industry do it this way? Do we care? No. Keep going. We don't care. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Pretty um, much. God. I mean, where would where would you like to start? I don't even. I mean, there there are a bajillion examples, but it is funny that we started with pesticides and then we're like, let's keep doing shows. <laughs> yes. Let's produce an entire series that's ours. Let's. <laughs> we we did discover the the thing in puppet where any puppeteers listening will go, duh. But I think sometimes when we would write scripts or scenes or setups, we would always approach it from the standpoint of a human can do this and not necessarily get that there aren't, you know, hands that move or like, well, how are they going to see? Like, there's a delightful run of outtakes from uh, some of our puppets are rod traditional, which is to say the hands on the sticks. And you'll think of that whenever you think of Jim Henson and, and family doing puppeteering. There's the other ones called live hand. Live hand are basically glove puppets where you've got a secondary puppeteer who's moving the hand around so my husband's primary character is a live hand puppet and we had this great idea to have him sitting out at the back table with jen's character talking over can of coke and the problem is (laughs) sometimes the situation isn't great for him to have a great monitor to be able to see what's going on so it really did turn into reaching around on the table trying to find the coke can or grabbing holding this slippery can that was for some reason in our first take actually full of soda and not water <laughs> which and was also oh, no. and then turning it upside down and poor jen being like nope <laughs> oh no <laughs> no 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 learning no, no. how to walk down the stairs specifically k k is really the only one of us who can well, we kept having. I, I have. I have a couple different characters that I play. One of them, uh, Wellington. You knew he'd be here eventually. Uh, <laughs> he's a bit of a social recluse who lives in the basement, so it means a lot of setups of him coming up the stairs or falling down the stairs or coming mm-hmm, around mm-hmm, the corner. Mm-hmm. And so we we had learning curves with that. But some of the characters you don't really see walking around. Just a lot of static setups until. Um, Again, my husband's primary character. Oh, God, Packy, we're not ragging on you. I love you so much. <laughs> when we had to get him to, like, walk into shot. <laughs> we hadn't really thought about what this character's feet looked like. But he kept riding just a little bit lower with every take. <laughs> until it was just a head. The horns on top would just sink slowly like he was doing an elevator joke. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because a lot of times it is physical. Puppeteering is such a physical thing. And now let's pat our head, rub our tummy, tummy remember our lines. So... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh hey, hey! How you doing? <laughs> do it in the mirror. By the way, thespians. Not only do we have like the episodes as they should be, we also have outtakes. Literally endless bloopers. Yay! Endless Tales. bloopers. Tales from crazy oh. puppeteering land. But yeah, we oh, we would always so fundamentally good. slip a skip a groove and be like, it can do whatever a human can do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there are untrue. So <laughs> There are two particular sets that we kind of built uh, uh, outdoors. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, where that were f- challenging at at best. At best, again, <laughs> so, going. We got to get this shot off. I don't care if it's windy as hell today. We're getting it uh-huh. done. <laughs> there was we were we were going to shoot a fantasy sequence with Wellington the sheep. Um, to <laughs> to the song, um, uh, come a uh, little bit closer. Jay come a little bit Americans. closer by Jay and the Americans, and this is Wellington's fantasy that is spurred by him seeing Jen and Rudy Packy's live hand puppet um, hanging out, 
That was the same setup, actually, with the Coke can. This is all going back to the same episode. It is. It's all the same episode. So what we decided to do, we never shot at night, but what we decided to do for Come a Little Bit Closer was to shoot it in the evening and, like, light it up and make it look really gauzy, and Kay did a bunch of stuff in post. And The idea was, was like, like, it was like a like a Spanish restaurant, you know? <laughs> it was, it was right. like, yeah, yeah. Very, like, 90s music video. And so, <laughs> and it was windy, so we were like, well, what if we get, like, billowy, satiny sheets? And this is all great theory. <laughs> all great in theory. And <laughs> I got a pair of sheets from, like, I don't know, a garage sale? Jen was like, I have these beautiful red satin sheets. They'll be great for the curtains. I hadn't opened them yet. They were free. And she, and she didn't tell me. It came from <laughs> a hoarder situation. Right. <laughs> right. So I bring these sheets to Kay's house, which is where we <laughs> shot everything always. Um, I bring these sheets to Kay's house, and we're setting up at like 3 p.m. or something. And I unwrap the sheets, oh, no. and it's just this enormous fragrance of urine. Vinegar. We were like, why does it smell like vinegar? And then we realized that's what cat pee smells like when it's been real intense and left for like 50 years. (laughs) And we were like, let's let these air out. We hung them anyway because we didn't have any. There's low budget and then there's whatever we were doing. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was going to be, for sure, I thought it was going to be a confetti of tiny little mouse poops when you shook it out. That's what I I thought it was going to be. Not, not, no. (laughs) That, that was actually the issue because it was deceptive. They looked fine. And then as long as you they didn't use your nose, fine. which is a great mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And they worked really well, but it definitely smelled like we were covered in pea salad. For the oh, no. We are like, it's pea sheets night here mm-hmm. at Weirdos Next Door. Oh, God. And everything ridiculous that we have done has involved a fantasy sequence. And well, we yes. did another one that was basically... I mean, it was essentially its own music video. There was very little plot. Oh, there was some plot on either side. So we did some scenes on the front and back end. But basically, the whole excuse for this episode was for Ket, to ha- Ket the little six-year-old Another of my cat, characters. I have multiple personalities. And that's before the puppets. No. <laughs> to have a dreamy fantasy about Kay's other, like, Scouse sort of Springsteen. You mentioned Bob the classic Dylan rock. Yeah, he's my type. He's the he's the he's the Liverpoolian. I wish I was. Um, for Troubadour to have this like rock god um, music video to Brian May's driven uh, by you, driven by you, Brian May and- from Queen. It's like yeah, he just released that album again. Jen, I thought of you, and I thought of our green oh, screen. Did? I thought of our green screen that you're describing right now, because we created a green screen studio on my back porch, thinking this was a great idea. Uh, <laughs> it was so good. With a kid's motorcycle, because, of course, everything is puppet-sized. Um, and but not before we were like, how can we make, like, a Corvette? And we were like, we can't make a Corvette, and we also can't put a puppet in a real Corvette. <laughs> it's just right. a puppet. Not to mention who's going to let puppeteering people rent their Corvette without right. any insurance or anything. So it was right. like, like the classic car in her head became the Hot Wheels that Kay found on uh, yeah, <laughs> it was eBay. It so brilliant. It worked. You found it on eBay. They said that the like they were selling it because the battery was dead or something. So Kay got it for a song, basically, and brought home this little tiny Power <gasps> Wheels that Troubadour looked real on because it was definitely what a nor- oh what a God. motorcycle would be for a puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> Low, again, there's low budget, and then there's That's us. So but cute. it was, it was so <laughs> it fun. Was... And then, and then we ran a fog machine, not a cold fogger, uh, <laughs> inside the green screen studio. So everyone's smoking. <laughs> While the light fixtures are, are looking borderline overly warm. <laughs> but we got the shot. And Kay somehow found this little tiny. Uh, Lillian, do you know what Brian May's hair looks like? It's sort of like tight, tight now, silver curls. Tons okay. and tons of but silver curls. Like a big curls. mop of hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So um, we smacked this on a puppet because that looked great just from the moment yeah, I did yeah. it. I was like, this is hysterical. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's amazing. Those are exam- <laughs> absolutely amazing. Yeah, so much, so much of that just sort of we're going to figure it out and do it. And it's those moments where I still am like, I want to get back into producing more original content with you, Ms. Ponton. I know, I miss you so much. (gasps) We got so interrupted. The last thing we made was so good. We did, um, we did a little, like... watching me. 
Yeah. It was a bottle episode. And we had been off for a while because I was shooting Diet Land. And Kay was like, I really miss musical theater. So I was like, let me do some TV. You do musical theater. We'll come back to this. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, I miss you. In 2019. And. Hey, we, you know. Some people take a gap year. Sometimes the world <laughs> takes a gap year. It's fine. <laughs> we shot this bottle episode where we didn't like really forward the plot at all. We were just like, okay, let's let people know we're alive. And we did somebody's watch. Correct. Me. And it was, it was a send up of every horror trope and like every. Mm, memorable frame from every horror franchise so like there was a pickup of a phone and like Freddy Krueger's tongue coming through which was a puppet tongue (laughs) yeah and there was Kay has there was the balloon in the bathtub there was a (laughs) balloon that popped in the bath no what did we fill it with oh we filled it with the corns Yes. Okay, another thing that I do is a side hustle, because in the theater you may need to find ways to supplement your income that aren't on stage all the time. Uh, my side hustle in college was doing Halloween haunted houses, and I got real good real fast at making zombies yes. and knowing kind of, I know eight different formulas for like blood at this point. So <laughs> so we're talking about how to Put get a that great on your resume. spatter pattern that would like bounce back onto Jen, and now <laughs> we wound up with a reel of endless, like there's a hidden pin in the wall, and I'm trying to bounce the balloon, and... Sometimes we got Jen, sometimes, like the final take wasn't bad, but the, the effort to get there was laborious, and I did change oh, blood patterns. We did so many. It was so funny. It was so funny. We put in so many little, and, and Kay, I don't even remember if you already had this or we, or you picked it up at like Spirit Halloween or Party Box, but Probably. Kay got Rest um, in peace, party a box. Michael Myers mask right. uh, uh, for Halloween. You're beating and me to so, this. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You can go. No, ahead. no, 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 no. It's okay. I was, I was literally going to try to tie it off and say like, you'd think we would have learned something about outdoors night shoots and thinking <laughs> through our stuff first. But there I am, like mid October. It is twenty degrees outside in a Michael Myers mask, holding my gardening shears, and we're doing oh three or four takes of Jen like running. <laughs> and then the actual neighbors are like it's fine it's fine there are numbers uh, there are endless bloopers of a character showing up in the front door and because we used the house you know it like there was no set it was just the practical house so a puppet would be in front of the front door and another puppet would open up the front door and there are so many times that like a school bus stopped behind us and children were like or like a dog would start barking at the sheep that it saw. The guy oh walking God. his dog who's like, is this porn? Uh-huh. <laughs> Please be porn. Please be porn. Low budget. Low, low budget production. But also, again, kind of where your best stories come from. So, oh, my like, God. Oh, God. So fun. And needing so to get fun. back to it. needing Because we, we do have scripts that are still sitting undone yet that are we absolutely sure something to come back to. Oh, I love it. I was just going to say, Lillian and I have otherwise talked extensively about, like, the fucking pitfalls of being a puppet person in the puppet world, pre-Sesame and pre-Henson. So when you're still in the world of, like, weird fucking New Yorkers who run their own puppet companies and then you have to do things exactly how they do Mm. and, like, just how crappy that feels versus doing it yourself with people you love who like you and you make all your... Jen, if I may take a quick side thing, because I know we like to talk about things that went sideways and upward ways and fell down and fell off the stage and got concussed. But yeah. one of my best theater experiences was when you and I went to see All Hallows Eve that Halloween with Marty P. Robinson from Sesame. It was the most Ooh. bizarre, beautiful mix of like Labyrinth and Little Shop and Rocky Horror. <gasps> oh, really? And it was e- so Down in the amazing. village. It was so beautiful. One Ooh. of the coolest things I have ever seen in my life. It had so much Henson DNA in it. And I am inclined to blame the fact that Marty, you know, cut his teeth on beautiful things like Sesame and on Marty, who is, uh, I'm talking like he's my buddy. Hey, <laughs> uh, but, uh, took over Snuffy, most, most rec- Snuffy and Telly oh. Monster. And Telly Monster. Nice. So he's I love OG Telly. Sesame. So oh, that's he, great. So he's it's like in his blood. But Jen was like, we should mm. go see this thing. Like, and it was the most weird, immersive, wonderful, 
corner of like there were people from Avenue Q who were involved in it. Like, oh, that sounds great. And it was just this blink of time of like what they ran like three weeks, I think, Jen, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and so, exactly. But you know, that's that again so getting back to kind of the theater community of New York and why it's so great and so organic. And it's like those that's the kind of thing you grab in a bottle, like, yeah, sure, I want to come see this. You might wind up yeah. with a Trump, you might wind up with All Hallows Eve, but whatever you do. <laughs> Well, and I was about to ask you, like, we love to ask what what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen as an audience member? And it can be it can be a disaster, but it can also just be something where you're like, oh, okay. Well, I kind of. I was involved in the show, but I had enough time off stage that I almost at times felt like an audience member. It wasn't quite one of those cameo (laughs) roles, but it was one of those things where you're like, I this is a big moment in the show and I have nothing to do with it. So I can just sit off like I'd climb out in the balcony and watch this number. Uh, This was the first time I did Urine Town, actually, because Run Freedom Run is this huge, beautiful number that's just Mm -hmm. funny. Ideally, you've cast it because it it, it needs dance, but you want non-dancers because the joy of watching these people trying to just be like, we know what we're doing, like trying to do West Side Story, but they've had three beers. Like, that's the mode. (laughs) Um, So every night I would really look forward to going out to see um, these guys kick butt and do run freedom run um that night (laughs) made my exit doing my usual thing and i'm aware that it's taking longer than usual to to get to this number i'm not sure what's happened and then suddenly the fire alarm goes off in the building oh no now typically this was also my first summer stock experience and the sprinklers were filled with urine (laughs) no that would have been a great idea the sprinklers did not go off in fact they didn't even have people leave the building it was one of those things Okay, so to give you an idea of the venue we were at, won't name names, but our dressing rooms were in what we discovered later was the condemned section of the building. Uh, this cool. is summer. <laughs> this is summer stock. This is my first time. I just got my fancy BS in musical theater, which some people mm-hmm. find redundant, but I'm changing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know. I'm just happy to have a booking that's going to pay me gas money or whatever. Sure. Like, I'm I'm a paid actor, so so you know we didn't know some things about the venue right away, um, including the fact that the fire alarm might want to go off right before Run Freedom Run, and we're like, oh my god, what's on fire? Did something go wrong? Blah 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 blah. Um, and in the literally just everybody standing around with you again, no one evacuated the audience. They're just sitting there, and the alarms are going off. Oh no. Oh, no. When the fire department finally responds, they're like, yeah, there's no fire. What I discovered was the basement was so derelict, run down, just not regularly visited by the maid service, that there was enough ambient dust that when something settled, it set off the fire alarm. Oh, no. So, so there's all air this particulates while they're trying to fit, which is great for singing, I'm sure. Uh, oh, but, I'm sure. But so I'm like, okay, I guess we're not doing run, free, run. As I'm thinking this, um, a bunch of us were brought in from New York because they had had the auditions for this thing, and the kid who played Bobby Strong, um, you know, Bobby is supposed to be this very well. First of all, we're talking about musical theater, so I'll say he's supposed to be like a young, very straight, very heterosexual, like dreamboat type. The kid they got was, well, <laughs> he seemed much more interested in Mr. Strong than Mrs. Strong. We'll put it that way. Um, and they put him in this little, like, it's supposed to be like, you know, a janitor's outfit, but it sure looked like a onesie. So he's standing, <laughs> and it gave him the kind of camel toe that just oh, anybody no. in the first row. Oh, God. No. So there is our Bobby as the fire alarm is going off. In his blue onesie with his camel toe and his mic is live going, am I still going to get Staring longingly. Yeah, he's he's standing out there looking pissed and goes, am I still going to get to sing my fucking song? (gasps) With the live mic! Yes! Oh, God! So so technically I was a part of this show, but as I felt like audience in that moment, and I sure felt like just kind of taking off my, my, my... plunger my costume wiping my makeup and walking out into the street and just keep mm-hmm. going <laughs> mm-hmm. just don't stop Kay. yeah i have don't a i have out. a mic story like that um oh. we were i mean the first the first issue is asking uh an actor to to 
keep track of the on and off switch on their own microphone. Like oh, you no. can't do that. No, you can't do that. It's never going to work out. Um, but we were doing falsetto. No, wrong. Fantastics. Um, very different. Uh, in college and, um, you know, there's different versions of the rape song that yes. don't use the word rape now. Like you right. can actually do Amazing. the still, if you look at it, very it's, problematic show, exactly. but yeah. just without that particular word in it. But, mm-hmm. um, I guess my school was like, we're edgy. Um, and so our El Gallo was uh, this was during a dress rehearsal thankfully but there were still people in the audience so he comes off stage and he was warming up for the rape song and so in the middle of a scene you can hear him pee and he's like like he's like doing warm-ups on the word on the word rape and and then you hear the flush oh no Hot mics are their own subgenre oh, in theater, by the way. I feel really. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. And he was—I mean, he was mortified. He was, so, and of course, that was like you know, a lesson to all of us to make sure that our shit was off. But like, oh, oh god. Just curious within this this group of folks, have you all ever had the experience where they are selectively miking the cast and they're like, oh no, you have enough of a voice, don't worry about it. And yep. I'd be like, I'm pretty sure they're going to notice and it's like, also that's a recipe for blowing my cords, but cool. Absolutely! <laughs> yeah, yep, I had that. We did, I did, the first paid show that I ever did was um, Man of La Mancha and they definitely, I'm sure it was a budget thing. Like they mm. only had the budget for a certain number of people to be miked and um, to be quite honest, like the two leads didn't really need it. Mm. Like Aldanza and the guy, the guy playing Don Quixote, Quixote yeah. like crazy huge voices. Um, but I was not. I was the uh, the maid who's like, I'm only thinking of him. Yep. She's and her whole shtick is like, uh, whatever. It's like it's it's false. Um, um, uh, her whole character is basically like, I'm so desperate for sex that I hope that he attacks me. Yes. Like, it's yes. very, uh, like, very problematic, tacky. thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Deeply. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, and the other girl in the song, the, the daughter in the song, she was miked. And I was like, and you weren't. Just for consistency's sake, you oh. guys, like, this is going to sound dumb, but. You might want One of the few things monk. I didn't yeah. Right. I wasn't, you know, not my circus, not my monkeys. I was no, only no, no. 16. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I've done I have done some sound balance, some sound design mostly because another side hustle, eh, there are a few, uh, is videography. So, you have to kind of make that call, especially if it's a production that isn't you can't just plug into their soundboard because they've got enough mics. Like that's the drug. Yeah, this was this was yeah. in uh this was in a Marriott conference room that we turned into a theater. So, <laughs> we were lucky that there was a backline at all. But did your fire alarm go off when the dust settled? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but one of our um one of our giant bags of uh like burlap sacks that we were all sitting on did explode and a million packing peanuts went everywhere. <laughs> and our and our muleteers were so flamboyantly gay they were on fire like it was did they still get one to of them like they they were all like we should be wearing eyeliner right and i was like no, no. stop it not even a little guy liner no 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 no, no. oh my god well, so good and that's a whole other subgenre too of when you're trying to save it and it's just it's determined to not let you <laughs> oh Yes. Doubling down. I did a production uh-huh. of Annie Get Your Gun uh, in college that I was just, again, rando ensemble. But um, for the ball, for the ballroom scene, for the um, when Annie comes in and everybody's dancing and like they had done alterations on my dress because it was too big. But we didn't have time to check if the alterations were right before we had to go on that night. Hey, uh, I read ahead. <laughs> they put it in too much. <laughs> So oh, no. it's it's jump time, it's quick change time, zipper ain't going up. So <laughs> I was like, what do we do? And they're like, maybe you wear a shawl. And I'm reaching around backstage. There's no shawl to be found. I found a terry cloth towel. <laughs> sure. <gasps> White terry cloth towel over my shoulders, a few questionable stains. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm in the back. Surely no one will notice this woman in a ball gown. <laughs> so it looks like she's been to the spa. <laughs> 
so of course then the way life works out because i was like i think i got away with it i don't think anybody's gonna notice i'd forgotten that the choreography brings the back to the front at one point in time and we in fact have to turn our backs to the audience oh no okay and it's not like this terry cloth towel had a button or a fastener or anything so i was literally holding it with my hand and i went oops and i'm dancing and i've got my hand up and i'm switching hands but of course inevitably both hands have to come up and so the whole thing dropped with my back to the audience no amazing towel down back revealed in my summer tan marking and linings like Mm -hmm. just flip over your hair put it on and twist it up (laughs) save it and then we can do south pacific we'll do watch that man man get off stage there you go Chased by bear. <laughs> hey, if it was that outdoor theater venue, yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, on on that note, oh my goodness. <laughs> perfection. This has perfection. been fantastic. So much fun. So much uh, fun. Okay. And I love watching you two bounce off of each other. It makes my heart sing. Oh, I just love the shit out of her. We will <laughs> we will definitely do on my best friend's best friend. Yes, please. It's yes. so good. And then and we'll do more episodes. We'll do more weirdos. Yes, please, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> um, where people can find you on the internet, where you'd like them to go, and also make sure you mention TikTok because I brought you up to Liza and she was like I know her. She's on TikTok. And I'm like, excuse Kay's well, on TikTok? My TikTok, well, my TikTok, I joined uh, TikTok mostly because of 1776. And I did a couple of those makeup cut ones. Like, again, I feel like grandma oh. doing it, you know. I have done enough post-production to, like, I, I know I'm not doing it the way the kiddos do it. I'm, like, uploading what I've done on our studio cameras. Like, I'm, this yeah. is not how they're doing it at all. <laughs> I don't have any idea how those apps work. But wow, no, so I aged myself. It's all good. I, uh, TikTok and Instagram are the same, uh, actually. Uh, you can find me at K-E-L-O-N-Z-I. It's pronounced Kalonzi, and it was indeed my AOL screen name in 1998. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Because we are soulmates. <laughs> it's, well, and it's my, it's it's now my, uh, I think I've said side hustle six times. It's also my my VFX that I'm working on opening as an LLC, Kalonzi FX, but yeah. Hell yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. So K-E-L-O-N-Z-I, pretty much anywhere you find that is me, just because it's such a weird conglomeration of letters. I cannot tell you what 14-year-old me thought it meant. I don't know, but I've held on to it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So good. And kcook.com which I just put back up, but yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thespians, make sure that you check out Kay's contact info in the notes. You'll also have a link to our show, The Weirdos Next Door, which is so deep in episodes. Like, you can binge the hell out of that. It's a lot of fun. Um, make sure you catch the bloopers. <laughs> the bloopers more than anything. Until next time, friends. I'm going to throw this one to you, Jen. Insecticide. Until next time, friends. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Murderous visual effects. I love it. Oh my gosh. Amazing.